Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is getting up to use the bathroom at the stadium. Excuse me? Excuse me? Oh, sorry. Excuse me? You mind if I just squeeze by here? This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production. Brought to you by HD Smartcast. This is part two of my conversation with Anirudh Behel, editor-in-chief of Cobra Post and author of a new book, A Taste for Trouble, Memories from Another Time. Match-fixing, Operation West End, Sting Operations, the current state of Indian journalism. We talk about all that. Do listen in. Some of the stories that Cobra Post has done, like especially the Ranveer Sena story, I remember, it's like really shocking. Shocking that, you know, the state hasn't like, didn't take it forward and bring, you know, people to justice. So talk about that, There are these people confessing to the murders that they have done. I mean, how much I I remember these Dalit groups coming up to me and with tears in their eyes and saying that we always looked for redemption and your story has, you know, it has brought it. What more can be done? You Mm. know, and the state never, I mean, these are the stories that the court should take uh, Sumoto cognizance of. But uh, there was only so much energy we had. We couldn't push these stories, you know, in the judicial domain that we become, you know, then people start raising other questions, you know, what is your real, um, you want to become judge, jury, executioner and, you know, so on and so forth. So we do our story and some stories get a lot of traction and some stories just disappear. But sometimes the algorithm of it really baffles me. Hmm. Because, I mean, a story like that should have like shaken everybody up and there should have been action coming out of it right i mean and when that doesn't happen how does i'm sure it makes the people who do the story itself you know frustrated right talk about that you see the stories we have done we have no complaints i mean uh we we did a banking we we did a uh investigation in 2013 about money laundering in indian banks nearly three dozen indian banks both both uh, private and uh, state and it led the kind of impact that it, it led to an RBI investigation. It led to RBI imposing fines. Earlier, the fines used to be just two lakh, three lakhs. Now they were like five crores, two crores, and so on and so forth. Okay. So there was a mental sort of change that happened. And then the banks introduced all these strict KYC procedures after that for banks to sell insurance mm-hmm. and so on. And and a lot of my friends would come and complain to me because of your story. We are having to do so much KYC. And the banking mm-hmm. officials would come to me and say that, you know, your story made such a big difference in the way banks work internally, etc., etc. So one feels mm-hmm. happy that so much, and, and I mean, uh, that the that it did lead to something and it did lead impact in the way that banking is done, uh, even mm-hmm. for a limited while and all these rules came in and, and etc. I mean, our story over there, MPs taking cash for questions led to the dismissal of 11 MPs. It has never happened before in Indian history. Yes. So there is impact. You can't say that there is impact. And sometimes the impact is very, um, uh, invis- I mean, you can't really see the impact, but it has happened, you know. Hmm. And you, you, it happens in um, unvisual ways, so to speak. I mean, you can't really see it, but 
the impact is there it impacts maybe your mm-hmm. rules of procedure um, i mean stories people don't want to be embarrassed in public and they always mm-hmm. take a stand in public which is very no no nothing nothing is true this and that but it mm. does affect people and it does does make change finally and and we can't even though journalists by nature are very cynical i mm. think we should not be so cynical about the impact of our work mm. you know it just uh, some the wheel turns sometimes it may turn slowly but sometimes it may turn fast even if there's no imme- like immediate impact yeah like you said just now the wheel turns and you just have to keep at it i guess yeah you see it could turn in a very small way it could turn in the way that uh, that people have seen and read that story and they see you as a future source so you may not benefit immediately from that story but a source might come to you some days down the line and said i like that story of yours years another you see so it will be intangible ways that people will come to me i mean cobra post today is in a position where we get leads almost every day you know okay. uh, most of it we can't do because we don't have the resources and some of it are very flippant and undoable i mean more, more, a, a lot of it is grievance based that this happened to us in this department and this person is doing this but sometimes really really valuable things come up hmm. and that that they come to you because of people's uh, you know respect for the kind of stuff you had done and their belief that you, you, you would sort of give do justice to it if you take it up Hmm. so that that is the kind of reputation you build both as an institution and as an individual hmm which has been the favorite i mean i know it's very difficult to say this uh but the best story that you think you know you worked on what is the most difficult one <laughs> that makes more sense well i would say operation west end because it was the first yes so we were still unsure we were still kids on the block and uh, taking on a whole system like that and then uh, it was an educating experience after that hmm. so the, so the aftermath of the story was much more important than the story itself hmm and what what a story and uh, what could happen once you did a story so that hmm. was a lesson in itself and uh, i think the journalists of today uh, are not really uh, and they live in eco chambers of the social media they should know once you get your hands dirty what really happens and uh, and uh, we, we should not go about we should you know take it on the chin and and fight it out and uh, fortunately now there are ecosystems which you can take benefit of which didn't exist at that point of time people are more aware also and you can create support for yourself but then there are also trolls who can snap at you 24/7 So yes it's, that's it's, it's it's a it's it's a double edged sword out there right now hmm okay and there's this particular uh, paragraph which is i think very relevant whether the saffronization is purely for commercial gain or the result of a combination of commercial interests fear of the state trps and the personal ideological leanings of channel owners is a question that remains to be answered nearly all the national channels of repute are stationed out of noida in uttar pradesh with all the national tv media houses operating within the up government's jurisdiction its capacity for mischief is immense the weekly trp battle has corroded the mental fiber of the editors at these channels since 2013 after turning non profit we have had more flexibility in how we run our st- stories so talk about that what the flexibility in running your stories that was a basically uh, we used to be in a partnership with various channels i mean uh, yes. 
Yes. We, we used to be in uh, in association with the IBN at one point of time, with Star mm. News at one point of time, with Times Now, with Astak also for a, for the MP story. So mm. and and other other groups as well, and or with limited partnerships. So there was a lot of content partnership that we used to do through Cobra Post. That was that's yeah. what sustained us, and mm. that used to give us a monthly income because all journalists mm. have EMIs to play to. So yes. my thing was that there were a lot of stories during the period. When I was in partnership with these channels, we didn't see the time of air. Just to quote you a few mm-hmm. stories, like you know, it would be stories like uh, uh, how uh, uh, for BT Cotton Harvest they were using kids in Gujarat and in Gujarat specifically, uh, young mm-hmm. kids, and you know, keeping them together, girls and boys, and creating all kinds of problems. Mm-hmm. How from mica dust from a single family, maybe ten people had died. You know, mm. these were these basically environment, but they were not TRP stories, and they never saw light of the day. Yes, and and uh, so th- you see, I used to be in constant dialogue with all these editors. I I saw them up close, and and they were good humans. They had good news calls, but they would say that we are in such a daily TRP thing, and we know this is a story that has to be done. But uh, how do we do? If we if we do it, then we fall in the rankings. So mm. uh, I think we have to develop a system where, you know, I don't know how it can be done. I don't have the wisdom to suggest a way out. And mm. I, I think the quality of stories has to matter. I think the advertisers have to walk with their feet if uh, channels mm. are becoming jingoistic and if, if they are peddling communal content. That's the mm. only way to hurt channels uh, which are mischievous. And... Mm. Uh, you know, at some level, you have to deal with your own conscience if you are becoming a megaphone uh, for the system. I mean, all mm. said and done, during the UPA years, there was so so much excellent work that the journalists did, whether it was in the 2G scam mm. or the coal scam or the other scandal or the Commonwealth Games scandal. So there were, there, were, there were a lot of things pursuing a lot of stories, but we don't see them now and we don't see the same uh, uh, fury and the same sort of... Uh, a diligence uh, that mainstream media went after those stories, but now they don't seem to care. Mm. You know, I, I keep going back to Operation you know, West End, and I'm wondering, you know, why, why did it take so long for even, you know, how can Jaya Jaitley have said that they're sweets, you know? And uh, and the whole thing about George Fernandez going after you guys, I, it was so at variance with his, mm, you know, his public image. You know, so talk about all that. Yeah, a lot of, you know, it was nothing personal with us. And when we used to mm. meet a lot of people in courtrooms, etc., we had we used to have a lot of friendly banter. Mm. And uh, and all of them understood, actually, the majority of them, that it was not personal. And that's why they never, you know, they always came up to me and started chatting with me. And I also have no personal animosity against any of those people. Uh, with regard to, you know, but there is a certain, uh, a few people, there was a lot of sophistication with corruption and, and those are the people you have to be wary of. You know, sophistication with corruption is, is a dangerous combination and and, uh, <laughs> and uh, some of them did display that and uh, it sort of, uh, you know, touched the wrong nerves and, and uh, one can have, you, you know, we are, you do stories, you get used to being calling names. I mean, I'm a very thick-skinned person. You know, it doesn't really matter mm. to me. I mean, 
George Fernandez went as calling us ISI agents. He went as calling yes. us stooges of the Congress, of the Hinduja, you know, what not. And at that mm. time, maybe initially we were a little rattled. But then after I said, I mean, it's okay. It's part of the territory. You don't need to get rattled about these things. And uh, later on in Cobra Post, even more names, you know, that you are doing this, you are doing that. You see, I've realized that in Delhi, there's always a conspiracy theory. (laughs) And if you are cynical about it, it better be your conspiracy theory than somebody else's. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. because because nothing is a vacuum in that city. That city is always peddling theories and everybody has a theory and everybody has a conspiracy. And sometimes it is laughable and sometimes... Uh, it can be rattling to the newcomers. Oh, that person was saying this about me and that about me. I said, you know, just grow out of it. You know, people will say things. If you mm. do good work, if you do good work and, and your work is sort of hurts people, uh, people will spin stories about you and they will push those stories in the public domain and they will find gullible or um, otherwise journalists who will push those stories. But, uh, mm. you know... I, 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 I'm never, I'm not on Twitter, if you notice. I, I, I'm off mm. social media totally. I, mm. I don't like to be, uh, you know, uh, to, to hear what people are saying. I like my political capital, so to speak, to be spent on maybe a big story that I've done and defending that story rather than daily random comments that I would make on social media. Mm, very wise. Well. You know, so I'm out of all that. And, and, uh, which is why, I mean, the less people know about me, the better. It's okay. The stories should talk. So there are a lot of these people who remember the stories, but they don't remember that Cobra Post has done it, which is good by me. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, but these days, the journalists are so full of themselves. They have to be out there and they have, they have to have an opinion on everything that is happening. I think that yes. is not the way to go. I mean, you should just lay off things. Something that doesn't concern you, you don't need to poke your nose into that. <laughs> okay okay talk about the other big stories which like caught everybody's imagination is a match fixing thing the big match fixing scandal you know that you guys broke yeah when we did i talk about it in the book uh, a yes. lot of these stories are there in the book and uh, if you saw all of them are there in the book yeah i mean uh, a whole bunch of them are there not all of them and uh the match fixing was a really because at that time I was to work in Outlook magazine and it was a weekly news cycle and and uh, the uh, the luxury of a weekly news cycle allowed us a lot of investigative time as well as space and and I noticed that all the daily reporters had too much dependent on them to have access to the players whereas whereas we needed access but not to the extent of the daily guys. So we were not too much beholden with if, if you know, if players got annoyed by our stories or something like that. And I've also noticed that if you are true and if you do stories fairly, then mm. people do come and talk to you even if they have been hurt by the stories. Mm. You, you know, because they tend to feel, uh, you know, that they, uh, you know, the guy got the story right. And uh, there is something that makes them talk still. But there were a lot of these people from fancy papers coming in. Uh, you know, mm. with a lot of per diem allowance on long two, three month trips abroad. and uh, mm. But the kind of, uh, you know, stories that they did for their publications was mediocre. I mean, less than mediocre, mm. just match reports and so on. And and mm. maybe those, maybe their media platforms were happy with that. But I felt that mm. they were not doing justice to the news environment and what was really happening. And match fixing came out of that, came out of... Mm. Uh, came out of a reporter. I mean, Krishna Prasad was also involved at that time in 97 mm. who 
who saw a lot of things happening in and around uh, the sort of uh, you know the press box and in, mm. in conversations with players and commentators and and the story grew like that and mm. and it uh, and we were not also scared that the players uh, would stop giving us access yes you know so so a lot, but these days uh, you know it's it, it's a monkey's world there now covering cricket now is so different from covering cricket in those times hmm okay and your book also gives insights into you know editors i mean uh, the things that you say about vinod mehta like funny you know and you talk about that the editors you work with and you know the things that you said about tarun as well tarun tejpal so talk about actually it was tarun who gave me a job in india today and uh, mm. so my first job and then uh, then he immediately got a promotion and then my uh, i reported to uh, a great boss called Amre Dhillon who was out of BBC and who was the copy editor of India Today and mm. she was a great copy editor and then I learned a lot from uh, people at the India Today desk at that point of time Praveen Chopra Kaveri Bamzai Subita Katyal etc and uh, Nandita Sardana so there were a lot of these uh, people who went on to do a lot of great things were at the desk at that point of time and I learned from all of them India mm-hmm. today at that time uh, taught you a lot about how to fix copy and, mm-hmm. and I think for a, a, any reporter a grounding in the copy desk is is very essential for them to uh, to be a good reporter mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of these reporters without any grounding in uh, on a copy desk going on and becoming reporters uh, give a lot of lousy copy and they don't really they're not focused uh, bunch of reporters so mm-hmm. i i think uh, a grounding in uh, on the copy desk for at least 2 years is is essential to be a good reporter mm-hmm. and of course people don't follow that and the glamour and these days of course there's this whole glamour of uh, television anchors that i, I meet mm-hmm. a lot of uh, students in journalistic schools who want mm-hmm. to be who want to join journalism for the glamour they want to be tv anchors mm-hmm. you know they don't know the abc of journalism at all they just think that quantificating and opinionating on television is well any anyway, television anchors you know that's what a television anchors do they're not like i mean a lot of them i'm not saying all of them but that's what it is like they're not real reporters tarun was a great uh, editor in the sense of uh, understanding of a product you know mm-hmm. he he's absolutely the best features guy in the business today and a uh, mm-hmm. close second is krishna prasad or maybe mm-hmm. you know he's even better now and uh, so you know our product is many things it is not a single thing which is what he did at uh, you know in wherever he went even with helka it was a very rounded product mm. and uh, the other great editor i worked with the in down to earth was uday shankar he was my mm. boss who of course went on to do great things he mm. headed star and at that time before that star news and even aastak he was a great mm-hmm. editor he had a great understanding of our product and uh, mm-hmm. one of the smart things that he did uh, when he joined television was never to become a face at it see he was always yeah. a back backroom guy and and these days the whole business of uh, the top anchor being the top editor is is mm-hmm. really what has really really taken these media platform backwards yes. if somebody is managing a newsroom he can never be a face of any program on that channel mm. you know and yeah. uh, so that that was the problem that ndtv had it was a problem with cnn i mean a lot of these channels had this problem hmm. i enjoyed reading this book because I, first of all it was kind of it kind of made me nostalgic also for 
I mean, younger people, perhaps they wouldn't even for, for innocent times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when you know, you could say that every it was more straightforward, really. And I don't think younger journalists, you know, people who are in their twenties, would even comprehend what the world was like then. You know, in the uh, early two thousands and late nineties. You know, it's changed so much. And what I found interesting about your book is also that you captured that era. I mean, I don't want this to be a like a nostalgic trip, but still, you know, we have lost something, I feel, in Indian journalism. You know, there's a sense of a passing, you know. I was in Sri Lanka a few years back and I was talking to a Sri Lankan editor and he turned around and said, you know what I'm most envious of in the Indian media? And I said, what? He said, the fact that uh, so many of you can earn a good living out of it, you know, and uh, we should we should treasure that. There was a moment uh, in the early 90s before that, uh, Hindi journalists didn't really earn that much. Hindi mm. TV uh, showed them the way and then their economic activity went up and the salaries went up the anchors and they came on par with the English journalists, which, have, which should have been the case from the beginning. And mm. uh, there was this whole transition that we saw at that time. Uh, mm. And uh, I'm really happy that as a profession, a lot of us make our livelihood from that. But are we really giving back to that profession what we should? I mean, that's mm. a big question. And, and a, a, a lot of us would probably have answered in the 90s, that yes, we are. Uh, I mean, maybe we are giving 20% back, but we are giving back. But mm. right now, I don't know whether any journalist uh, could take say that uh, sincerely. Whether they are, yeah. I mean, on the inner side, I mean, one can say anything. But do you really feel that you are contributing to society the way you should, or your media mm. platform is contributing to society, or are you creating problems for our society? Mm. You know, that is the big that is the big difference between uh, then and now. Mm. Okay. And so we'll end with this quote from John, John Pilgar that you've quoted. All journalism should be investigative from football to cookery, right? <laughs> yeah, you spend, you, you spend a lot of time in a cookery show, it becomes an investigative show. Where are the so, spices coming from? And is the spice good here? Is it adulterated? Or is it, <laughs> and what, what is that cook doing? And how is he doing it? Etc. <laughs> Why not? Hmm. Okay. For the listeners, everybody go out and get A Taste for Trouble, Memories from Another Time by Anirudh Bell. Um, it's it's very interesting and it's a good read. Thanks, Anirudh. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.